not long ago, deep in the Appalachian wilds, a group of drunken misfits joined forces to play Dungeons and Dragons. Inspired by boredom and equipped with loose morals and a questionable understanding of the rules, our heroes venture forth to explore strange new lands. So gather up your dice, your manuals, and your livers, and join us on a quest as we make absolute fools of ourselves. This is Botched, a D&D podcast. Previously on Botched. It sure is comfy being slung over this horse. Welcome back, listeners, to the 33rd episode of our seventh season. Thanks so much for tuning in again. It is 33rd, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Horse slinging. Just double checking again. As you could tell, we are joined by Stephen. He- well, you, 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 anyone listening to this can't tell, but we are actually joined in studio by Stephen. Tristan is touching me. He is He's real. He's touching him. So we're going to start this episode off by having everyone but Jenna leave. Uh, <laughs> oh, but um, I got excited. Steve is here. Fuck. Everyone get the fuck yeah. out. Steve Good. is here. Now Good. Steve, Steve want to see how much tequila I can drink? DamnYouDennis.com. <laughs> Felita, I need you to roll me a con check. Okay. Good news, that's a nat 20. Okay. So you come too. You feel as though you are bound... Uh, there's definitely a sack over your head, and you can hear a lot of noise. You hear, it, it sounds like there have to be dozens and dozens of people all around you. And you can definitely make out the sound of Smiling Tom's voice fairly close by. Um, and you can also hear, what the fuck is his name? Admiral Gizzard uh, talking to Smiling Tom, and they're talking about... Basically, Smiling Tom is, is congratulating him on finally, you know, uh, making him mortal or whatever, and then gives him the option to go the fuck back in the cave, which he does. And then you hear a loud explosion, and the rocks collapse, and then uh, you hear Smiling Tom thank somebody. Roll me a perception check. Okay. That's a 16. Okay. So you're, you are better at hearing than Phil is at seeing because he could not roll a perception check to detect who this person is. But the voice you hear answer back to Smiling Tom, you recognize as being none other than the Mariff of the Dwarf Town. That son of a bitch. And he's, he's just like, yeah, Mr. Tom, mm-hmm. and um, I mean, you said, they, you said they won't trouble us anymore, right? They won't come back to the town and, and make things worse than they already are? Smiling Tom's just like, you have my word. None of them are ever coming back to your town. But for your sake, I would say you should probably leave town anyways because, uh, well, you never know. But take your life in your own hands. And then you hear the sound of a and then a ka-chink. So it sounds like somebody tossed a bag of coins to the said dwarf. And then you hear a horse ride off real fast. And then Smiling Tom gives out some orders. All right, boys, let's head back to town. Let's uh, let's figure out what to do next. And uh, he goes, yeah, fires a shot in the air, and all the horses go crazy, and it sounds like everyone starts to ride away in a particular direction. Is there anything you want to do while this is happening, like while the riding is happening, or you just want to wait things out and see what happens? Uh, I want I want to pay attention to 
where it feels like we're going. Okay. Um, but other than that, yeah, I just kind of want to see what where we're going. Roll me a uh, nature check. Plus one to nature. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's a seven. Uh, you are not, uh, you have no idea which direction you're going in because you have a sack over your head, you're slung over a horse, you're bouncing around constantly, and it's just a lot of <laughs> noises in the background. So you, you can't actually figure out which direction you're going, but you do ride for what feels like about four hours, I would say. So, there's only a certain number of places you could get to in four hours. Like three. There's like three places you get to. It could be Winchester, it could be uh, Unforgiven, or it could be Yuma. Yuma would be unlikely because that's where the Sky Gina is located, or the Scud, if you will. Um, I won't. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, so you're pretty sure it's either Unforgiven or Winchester, and um, Knowing smiling Tom's, you know, hideout is in Unforgiven. Your money's probably on you being in Unforgiven. Okay. So the riding slows a little bit, and uh, it's it's now more of a quick gallop as opposed to just a full-on sprint of these horses. And it doesn't sound like the men are talking too much. They're, they're keeping pretty quiet. You hear some whispers here and there, but obviously, you know, they're not full-on having conversation or anything like that. It's a pretty quiet ride. You get to town, you're smiling, Tom, say, all right, well, you boys, do whatever it is you'd like. We're going to have a meeting in uh, a couple hours, I would say. So be ready to meet me in my place in about three hours' time. And then we'll discuss, you know, what we're doing next. Oh, and boys, don't get any ideas. I'm still smiling, Tom. And then uh, you hear... Uh, just a couple of moments later, it sounds like everyone scatters pretty quickly. And then it just sounds like it's you and maybe two or three other horses riding. And then it sounds like they come to a complete stop. It sounds like they hitch up the horses. And then you hear a door open. So you, you definitely feel as though you've been picked up. And you're slung over somebody's shoulder. And you're being moved in a direction, but you do not know where. Are you doing anything at this point? Um, yeah, actually. I'm going to cast Sending. Okay. Uh, what does that do? Uh, I can send a message, a short message, to anybody that I know. Okay. Is anyone like, I'm familiar with. Is that like a psychic Or a creature. Thing? Is that like a... Yeah. Okay. So you're telepathically sending a message. Well, uh, no, it has to be verbal, so... Okay. So, actually, yeah, out loud, I'm going to say... While, while doing the spell, I'm going to say, well, I guess we're in Unforgiven, ain't we, Tom? Uh, who are you sending this message to? I'm going to send it to... Uh, the Admiral. Okay. Normally, when you've cast this spell, you feel as though something leaves you. Whereas, it feels like you're just... Instead, it almost feels like you bump your head into a wall. Like, you don't physically... But it just feels like your message isn't like the person you're speaking to doesn't exist. Oh Which no. typically only happens when they're dead, for you anyways. Oh so no. You're not 100 percent sure what's going on. But you say that. Say the line again for me. I guess we're an unforgiven, ain't we, Tom? Felita, Felita, Felita. You were always a smart one. I'll give it to you there. But yes, we are in unforgiven. And he pulls the thing off your head. Your hair is all messy a little bit. 
and he just sort of like leans his head down to talk to you and he's just like you and I have a lot to talk about so we're going to get you your own private room and then we're going to have a little chit chat and then he motions off to the side and uh, now that the sack's off your head you can see you're being slung over the shoulder of one individual and there seems to be two other individuals with him they're kind of beefy um, one of them's a dragonborn, one of them's a dwarf, and the other one's like a half-orc, looks like. And so the three of them are, they, you, you are in a, it's an open room, almost looks like a foyer of some sort, and there's a, yeah, there's a door off to the right and a door straight ahead, is what it looks like. So, they take you to the right, and then that leads to a set of stairs. Now, as soon as the door opens and he starts going down the stairs, you see there's some sconces on the wall, so it's a little darker. And it's just these wooden stairs, trump, 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 down the stairs. And, you know, it's a fairly decent number of stairs. I would say it's probably about uh, 50 feet down or so. And down here, everything is like a darker stone, whereas up upstairs, it was like a very nice wood with a nice finish, and there's artwork on the walls. It's very much fancier. It's much more fanciful. Down here, it seems like a kind of a standard uh, dungeon of sorts. He takes you down along. Uh, staircase, and then it opens up into what looks like a guard barracks uh, with dozens of cots, some guards in there sleeping, some of them playing cards, and some of the other ones getting ready for, you're guessing, some sort of patrol. And then walks through the other side of the guard room, takes you down another long hallway, and then swings a left. There's another long hallway, and you can see at the very end of the hallway there seems to be some sort of room. Roll me a perception check to see if you can make anything out. Okay. Uh, 19. You could see what looks to be blood draining into a drain uh, in the floor, and you can see that there is like a torture rack up against the wall of where you can see. So your guess is the room is probably some sort of torture room, and it opens up to the left. And he's walking you in that direction before suddenly taking the left and entering into what appear to be uh, cells. And he walks you... Two cells in on the left, opens the door, and uh, plops you in there, and then closes the door behind him. And they lock it up, and they head out. Now, from what you could see, just sort of being sprawled out in here, you could see that some of these cells have other people in them, though not, not too, too many. And a lot of these cells have corpses in them, so... Uh, some of them look like they were beat to death. Some of them look like they succumbed to wounds of some type. And others just look like they were just left down here for a long period of time and starved to death. So it seems like there's quite a few different ways for uh, people to die down here. But yeah. All right. So they, they drop you there and they're like, Smile and Tom will be with you shortly. And he just closes the door, walks away. And you notice that there are two guards at uh, either end of this celled area. So there are two at the entrance and then at the far end it's a solid wall and you see two guards standing over there as well. You're still tied up though you're more than welcome to try and get out of your uh, bonds. Yeah, I'm going to roll back like on my back onto my shoulders okay. and try and push my arms up over my butt. Roll me. Let's go acrobatics. That's a 12. <laughs> okay, so eh, you feel like you loosen them a little bit, but you're, you're kind of just getting stuck in there. You're not really making a whole lot of headway. Short arms, big butt. Got it. I understand yep. these struggles. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm 
Um, I'm going to look around the cell to see if there's anything that I can, like, rub against. Like, if there's a sharp bar or something that I can sure. cut these ropes with. Sure. Uh, rolling perception. Okay. I was hoping you'd say. That's a 17. Okay. So, you look around... And it doesn't look like there's a whole, there's a whole lot of anything in this cell. There is, There does seem to be a bench along the back. But you do mm-hmm. spot a little glint, a little twing, of a nail sticking out one side of the bench. Just a little bit, like an inch or so. It looks like the wood has maybe rotted away a bit and left a, an old rusty nail, you know, open to the air. So you do see that there is a sharp nail that you could probably use to, to cut at some of these ropes. Yeah, I'm going to go over and, and start trying to rub against that nail okay. and get untied. Now, do you just want to do it? I guess, as, over. Do you want to just do it as fast as you can, or do you want to be sneaky about it? Uh, no, I want to do it as fast as I can. Okay. Do you need a roll for that? No. It's okay. fine. The guards didn't hear it. So, yeah. So, you, okay. you do. You, you snap, and the, the ropes uh, split apart around your wrists. So, now your arms are free. All right. Um, I'm going to go, um, are my feet free? No, your, your feet are tied. I'm going to untie my feet. Okay. So you do, you take the time, untie the rope. Cool beans. Uh, so now you got some, um, ripped rope and some whole rope in the cell with you as well. But yeah, so now you're just in this cell. Sweet. You can hear, it's like a cacophony of moans and groans and coughing and just sounds pretty miserable down here. And then you can hear some drips from somewhere you don't see any water but you it sounds like there's like an echo of dripping noises and it looks like there's a drain or a few drains in the middle of the area between the cells and it seems like that's just where liquids go could be blood you notice that mostly it's piss and shit so this area has just a kind of a funky smell to it okay um I'm going to walk up to the bars okay. and sort of press my head against it and look around and try and see how many people are up on their feet. Okay. Uh, so you glance around and you see that you see that there are four living people in here. Uh, only one of them is up on their feet, uh, pacing around the cell. The other ones are either laying down or curled up. Or just sitting along the back wall or something like that. But there do seem to be four living individuals. Um, there's one, two cells to your left, and then the rest are on the opposite side where, of, of the cells. Okay. Um, if you need to know exactly which cells those people are in, I can tell you. No. Okay. Right, is it all within about 30 feet of me? Um, no. So if you go further to, so you're all the pretty much all the way on the one end of the cells, and it appears as though there are ten cells. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna say these cells are about five foot by five foot. So, uh, you can you could just, I would say that the last per living person is just around thirty feet away from you. Okay, cool. Borderline. Then. Felita's gonna reach out and start snapping to get some attention and be like, hey, how long does it normally take that bastard to come down here? Uh, so your snapping uh, gets their attention, but also gets the guards' attention. And they're like, hey, f- shut it! No talking! Fuck off! I ain't talking to you! 
walks over with a billy club. You will say that again? Fuck off, I ain't talking to you. Are you backing away from the bars? Oh yeah, I'm not near the bar now, okay. no. And the guy goes to reach for his keys and the other guard's like, we can't do that, I'm coming back down here. You can't, maybe when, you know, after Tom's had his fun, we could do something, but not right now. You just gotta have to deal with it. Like, yeah. Grumble, grumble, and he fucking puts his keys away, and then he fucking gives you a glare, staring at you, and then he going back to your perch, little birdie. Gone. He fucking just shimmies on over back to his spot, and he's just staring at you. So he's at, he's standing uh-huh. at his post, but he's just staring at you. Squinted eyes, just like I'm gonna fucking beat shit of you, some bitch. Come and get some. The gentleman, there's, so there's somebody who is, it's not on the opposite side, but, so it's not exactly opposite from you, it's like opposite from you in one cell over. And they just whisper, and they're just like, don't piss off the guards, They'll make, it'll make it worse for you. I don't care if it makes it worse for me. No, you do, they'll break every bone in your body. They won't kill All right. you. They won't kill you, they'll just break you. Don't, <laughs> don't antagonize them. I don't give a fuck. You should give a fuck. It's gonna hurt. It's gonna make you into a fucking canoe or some shit. I don't know. They'll do, they, I've seen fucked up things down here. They've already done worse. It's fine. Would they? How do they? What do you mean they done worse? You look just fine. I didn't. What do you mean I didn't? What does that even mean? I, I was dead. They killed me. Oh, okay. You're delusional okay i got it i understand yeah you lost your fucking yeah. mind all right well. how long does it normally take him to come down here what hey i don't need you talking to me through gritted teeth don't i don't need you to be all fucking violent towards me i didn't do shit you're right you've had a rough time i'm sorry i, you, I, I you know what i'll step it back i'll step it back I'm, I'm, you're I'm, right normally please I'm fucking getting to it. Give me a goddamn second to catch my bearings and try and figure out a time frame for you. I don't have his goddamn schedule memorized. But I would say if I had to guess, he'll probably be down here in 10, 15 minutes. Probably just took a piss or something. I don't know. 10, 15 minutes. About. That's what I would say. Can you fight? Can I fight? I've been down here for a couple months. I mean, if I had a gun, sure. But I ain't winning no fist fights. It's not like they feed you well. My protein's a little low right now. Unless you count the maggots. I mean, that's good protein. Yeah. I guess. (laughs) Moldy bread and maggots. That's penicillin. Well, huh. Maybe, ain't doing too bad, huh? Maybe that's why I'm not dead yet. Because I've, I've been eating penicillin. <laughs> penicillin? Gross. Uh, <laughs> while we're having this conversation, Felita's going to sit there and try and dig that nail out of the bench. Okay. Um, how would you like to try and dig the nail out of the bench? So imagine that uh, the flat end is flush with the wood. But the other end is what's exposed. The other end being the sharp, pointy end. Is it is it where the butt joint has connected the 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 foot of the bench to the top of the bench? It looks like it's like a maybe even like a corner hit or something like, or it's like just below the top rung. So yeah, so like 
you're guessing there's some, it's joint it's some sort of joint um something like that i would say yeah i'm gonna turn the bench over and i'm gonna lever the that joint apart okay and then i'm gonna turn the bench back over so that the flat part of the bench where the nail is sticking out the head of the nail i'm gonna push against the flat part of the board and push the nail out well strength first okay for the first part I, I, I do it. It's a 21. Yeah, you do it very easily. You you stress it out, and it uh, gives you a little bit of leeway on the, on the nail, and then you do what? You flip back over, and what now? And I put the point of the nail on the ground, and I press the flat part of the bench down so that I can push the nail. I can use the ground to push the nail out of the so, bench. So, yeah, so it pushes it out about uh, an inch. So you can now get at the... the the yeah. lippy lip. Wiggle it. Yeah. So you're just going to wiggle it until it comes out. Mm-hmm. Which is, it, it'll take you a little bit of time, but since it's kind of wet, rotted wood, you do notice that uh, you can wiggle that thing enough to, to get it all the way out. And now you have a rusty nail. Uh, and you put it in your pocket and you notice that um, you still have your two dice in there. Oh. You don't have any of your other items. Somebody took those. Uh, all your weapons are gone. But now you got your... But for whatever reason, they left the two dice. Huh. Perhaps they don't see them. Like Maybe that's a, that's a just you thing. But, uh, but yeah, it's not more than a minute later uh, you hear the guards sort of straighten up and, <clears throat> and you hear a walking coming down the, uh, the hallway. And around the corner comes Smiling Tom with a little bench. Like he's carrying a little wooden bench. And he just sets it in the middle of the space between the cells, directly in front of your cell. He sets it down, and he sits on the bench. He's like, Felita, Felita, Felita. I'm guessing you made a deal with a certain individual with a fiery disposition. Well, gave it away. Well, the fact that Is I it the fact you, that there's no spike up my ass I anymore? Was, I was going to say that, yeah. I, I seem to recall impaling you on a spike on top of a hill and watching the buzzards eat your entrails. And here you are having this lovely conversation with me. Can't help but notice that. So then I get to thinking, well, how is it somebody I killed could be, you know, popping back up? And then I thought, oh, my dear old buddy from way down south probably cut a deal with you guys. I'm assuming. That's what I would do if I was him. But to be well, fair... You... Oh, sorry. I'll let you talk I... about that. I was just going to say, if you already know what happened, then what are you here asking me about? Well, it's not really asking for that so much. I just want to... You know what? I, I feel like I might have misjudged you. The first time around, your first time around, you know, before I shoved a spike up your butt. Um, you see, I thought you were just sort of chaotic, random, just doing whatever it is you want to do, which, you know, doesn't really fly too well when we're trying to have some rules and things like that. And I, I understand, you know, you don't like authority. You know, me neither. I'm not a big fan of it. You know, somebody's got to be in charge, obviously. But, um, but I think I understand you a little bit better now. And I, I want to come to a better understanding, and I, I want to make a deal with you. I don't think that's going to happen. Well, you haven't heard my proposal yet. 
Valida, it's been my understanding you kind of always wanted to have things your own way. Call the shots, so to speak. Am I right about that? Doesn't everybody? Sure. But not everybody offers uh, somebody the keys to the kingdom, so to speak. That's what I want to offer you. I want to offer you keys to all this. Everything's yours. Hand it right over to you. And why the fuck would you do that? And he, uh, he snaps his fingers at the other guards that are still in the area. Tells them, get, get the fuck out. And they leave. And the, uh, I don't know if you know this about me, uh, Felita. Because, I, you know, I don't, I don't really like to gossip about who I am or where I came from or anything like that. But I'm, I'm, I'm pretty old. How, how old do you think I am? Would you, would you think by looking at me? How old do you think I is? I don't know, like 60. Well, if you add a few more zeros on there, you'd be closer. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pushing about 50-ish thousand years old at this point. Okay. Pick a country. I've almost ruled all of them. You know, I've been huh. around. Uh, the West is just the most recent place I ended up. So, it ain't nothing for me to pass the kingdom on that I've created to somebody else, such as yourself, so you can do with it as you, you know, please. That's how it worked with all the other kingdoms. I gave it to somebody else, and they took over. So I'm offering you the same kind of a deal. I'll give you everything. You'll be the new... I mean, you obviously have your own name, but you'd be the new Smiling Tom, so to speak. And I would just end up, you know history or whatever you want to call it and you never see me again. Nobody around here would ever see me again. Doesn't that sound like not, a pretty nice deal? Not till you get your next kingdom, right? Well, my next kingdom, but it, it won't be anywhere near here. It'll be something to... Worlds away, hell, might even be in another dimension. You don't know. Why do you think that I would be interested in this? Well, you, I, well, you just said it. You want to run, run the show. I'm offering you a way to run the show with no with no issues whatsoever. While he's talking to you, he's just, he's not threatening, but you see that he's just cleaning his, his, like he took his gun apart and he's just cleaning the parts, which is a fairly standard thing for people to do because they fucking got the sand and everything, they don't fire properly. <laughs> so he's just, that's just what he's doing to fiddle uh, while he's talking to you. Like I said, he's not doing it in a threatening way. He just has it sort of laid out on his lap and he's just cleaning each part with a brush and going through that whole tedious thing. Um, so that's just what he's doing while he's talking to you. Oh, can I roll, like, perception or something to see if he's being genuine? That would be insight. Insight, yeah. Ooh, even better. That's a 24? He is being 100% genuine with you. Oh, shit. You sense... You don't sense any deception in his offer anyways. Though you feel, though, there's a catch. Because like, mm -hmm. there hasn't been anything in it for him yet. He's just been giving mm -hmm. you the your side. He hasn't been giving you anything for him yet. So he's just... Now he's just sitting there quietly cleaning his gun, waiting for you to respond with something. And Felita's just gonna... She's gonna stick her hand in her pocket and sort of touch her die. Okay. Touch her dice a little. Feel him, feel him vibrate a little bit. Yeah. And you notice when you do that, Smiling Tom glances up from cleaning his gun and a little immediately tiny, fingers off 
tiny little sliver of a grin stretches across his face just a little bit. Not too much because his face will split open and it'll start bleeding. But you just notice a tiny sort of, <laughs> while he's cleaning his gun. What are you getting out of this? That's why I said I wanted to make a deal with you. We could work together, and I could just go on my merry way. What I am proposing, and that's the reason why I took you. I didn't take your compatriots, because they don't mean anything to me. They got nothing that they can offer me, aside from more annoyances, which is why I killed them in the first place. Why are you even putting yourself with Clancy? That is the most evil bitch I have ever met. In my entire life, and I've killed men, women, children, all, all that jazz. Clancy, he's the worst, okay? The worst some bitch I've ever met, okay? I'm just saying. That's a dark motherfucker right there. I've seen the world under your rule. Yeah, you don't want to see it under Clancy, I can tell you that. That might be, but you ain't no fucking better. Well, agree to disagree. Anyways, what I'm, what I'm trying to get at here is that you are special compared to them. And the reason why you're here uh, is because, well, you, as you already know, have severed my little connection to death, which means I am, yet again, mortal, which I have not been in quite a long time. Sort of uh, refreshing, I would say, to, to not have uh, that little shield looking over me, so to speak. However, it doesn't really behoove me to keep it that way. I don't know how long I would remain, consider I'm, you know, as old as I am. But you, however, do happen to have a good buddy of yours who's a very powerful entity and uh, I could uh, use in a certain way. You want to bring a certain individual, I believe you call him Wonder, into this world? And I want you to bring wonder into this world. All I ask is I get a little piece of that action. What would you do? Well, I would make a deal with wonder for immortality again. Because wonder, he outranks that little sucker that uh, is down below that you already made a deal with. As he's already told you, I'm sure. God's trump uh, demons and all that jazz. So, uh, yeah, so that's all I'm asking for. I just want... Uh, I just want the opportunity to uh, work with Wonder and, uh, you know, get my free pass, so to speak, back. Then I'll go my own merry way. You can do with with this world as you please. In fact, if you don't even want me to rule anywhere in this world, I'll go to another one. Whatever. Because there are other worlds. I don't know if you know about that or not. There's probably I mean, a lot, I, probably a lot of things, I've been right? in a hell dimension for a while. I figured there's more than just two. There you go. Well, see, you, that's why I like you. You're much smarter than the rest of these fucking ding-dongs that I got around here. How do you propose to strike a deal with Wonder? Well, I figured you would And have them keep it. Keep Have Wonder keep it? Yeah. Well, being as old as I am and have having the interactions that I've had, I understand that uh, gods tend to keep their word. They're kind of <laughs> bound. You laugh. I know it sounds ridiculous, but there's a certain uh, order 
to things in this universe, and they um they have rules that they have to follow. Even gods got rules they got to follow, and if they make a deal, verbal or written or otherwise, they have to keep it. Now we as individuals are not bound by them same laws, which is why I basically crossed the old devil in the back and shot him, and now he's scared to death of me. Now I would not do the same to Wonder, uh, but I did do it to the old devil because he wanted to take me, you know, off to. His little plane of existence or whatever. I'm not about that kind of life. So that's what I'm offering you. I basically want you to facilitate a deal for me with Wonder in exchange for immortality again. And then, you know, if you can have what you want at that point. You can rule over everything. You can be in charge. You can be the new smiling Tom. And then I'll just, if you want me to go to a different continent, I'll do that. You want me to go to a different plane of existence, i do that. Whatever. Doesn't matter to me. I'll have what I want at that point. I don't know if I can set it up, but I can try. All right. Well, I'll give you the... It's getting pretty late anyway, so what I'll do is I'll give you the rest of the night to think about it, and then I'll come back in the morning, and we'll see what you have to say. Savvy? Sounds absolutely fantastic, Tom. Great, Felita. It's, you know, it's been a long time. I've missed our little chats, okay? You were always Mm. a quick-tongue, you know, pistol. Just wham! Don't take shit from no one. I always liked that about you. And I apologize again for, you know, the whole showing us bygones and all that stuff. But, hey, bygones be bygones and all that. I'm sure if you were in my position, you'd probably do the same thing. I've seen, I've seen. Oh, I'd absolutely shove a spike up your ass. Exactly. See, you know, I've seen you do some things. Pretty funny things. I'm out of here. But anyways, and so he just, he, he's already finished cleaning his gun. He's put it back together. He puts it in his holster and he folds up a little uh, nice cloth and puts it in his pocket. And he picks up the stool. He's like, well, I'll be back in the morning to uh, chat further. And he tips his hat at you. And then he walks away. Uh, as soon as he's clear, um, Felita's going to start wrapping a length of rope around her fist. Okay. And put that nail, like, sort of in her... In her... Knuckle? Or the rope? Yeah. Yeah. So, she's going to put the flat side of the nail against her knuckle. Mm-hmm. And then wrap the rope around it so it stays in place. Okay. Roll me a survival check to make shift okay. this weird murder weapon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, s- nope. 15. Okay do a pretty decent job uh, i mean you've never had to do it this way before and it's pretty makeshift with what you got but uh you, you do a pretty passable job of creating a punch uh, punch of death and as you create this weapon that is where we're going to take a break hello listeners it is i dennis the world's most okayest dm here to talk to you about patreon.com slash botched podcast now as i'm sure you're aware we have you know discord access and bi-weekly episodes that are not related to the show, but instead just fun one-offs. In fact, uh, one of the more recent ones we did for March was a, um, well, I don't actually know what Steve was planning for it to be, but I know what it turned into, which was like a Pulp Fiction meets breakfast cereal mascots sort of thing. You know what? Here's a clip. Is there anything larger and sharper in this room? (laughs) Like a paper cutter? No. (laughs) 
right. Uh, what kind of a role do you want me to sever a bear's head with a fucking wrist knife? <laughs> with, with a letter opener. Survival. Yeah, it, it was definitely weird. The other thing I want to talk about is one of our higher tiers. The $50 a month bi-weekly gaming session with some of us, the Botch Crew, and then also other patrons. We actually have two games going right now. One, I believe, is full up, although we could probably fit somebody in. That's, you know, Steve and myself and some of the other patrons. They're currently doing Curse of Lestrade, I think, if memory serves me right. But please, if somebody wants to join the $50 level and convince us not to do that, be, I, you know, I'm, I'm fine with it. The other one is Philip. He is DMing his own campaign set in the Fallout universe, and he's using the Fallout RPG uh, guidebook. So if you want to be a part of that group, sign up for $50 a month, and you can join either one of those groups, whatever meets your fancy. So head on over to patreon.com slash botched podcast to subscribe to that or check out the other rewards we have. All right, back to the show. And we're back. All right. So you now have this punchy kind of weakish punching dagger of sorts. But you have that now. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Are the guards back yet? Uh, so it looks like only two of the guards came back. So it doesn't look like all four. So they didn't go all the way to the end. It's just the two that are sitting at the entrance. Did the one that sassed me come back? Oh, he's still He's looking at you. He's just... He's just... He's just handling that fucking beating stick on his on his waist. He's just like he's just playing playing with it. Just playing with it. Rubbing it. He's just like oh, I can't wait to fuck with shit. Felita's gonna lean her head against the bar and sort of slap the bar any of the bars and make a noise and be like little bird That's it. It's my time's gone. I do what I want now. And the other guy's like I don't, I don't know <laughs> Come if that's, on little bird. He's like, I don't know if that's a good idea. Clint, I don't, I don't know. He's just like, fuck you. And he, so he, he goes over quickly and he starts fucking fiddling with the keys. He's like, oh, you think you're funny? I'm gonna beat shit out of you. Is he just, standing outside the? Yeah, the... He's, he's, he's fiddling with the keys, mm-hmm. trying mm-hmm. to figure out which one I'm, goes in the lock. I'm gonna reach through and grab his wrist. Okay. Grapple. Okay. Uh, dirty twenty. Nat one. <laughs> Hold on. Not my death, Jack. Yeah, no. Oh no. Nothing bad. Uh it, okay. you you just obviously have grabbed his wrist and he's like, Oh mm-hmm. Get your fucking hands off me before I he's like re- he's trying to he can't even reach for the stick because he's got his hands on the keys and you've got you've grabbed the hand that's there so it's awkward for him. He can't reach around and grab his beating stick. Get the fuck gonna, off me. I'm gonna put my hand up at eye level and pull him to the bar. Okay. Uh, so you do that. So you, you just put your hand up like, hey, buddy. And you can see that his eyes go wide, which is probably not a great idea. Because then you <laughs> yank him and the nail, you can feel it through your fist. The nail pierce his eye. And like you, it's like piercing a grape. Just a, And then you feel. And by the way, you brought this on yourself. So I know. You did this shit. So now you're going to... I needed a soft spot. Well, you found a soft spot, and it feels very soft as the wet juices of the eye are leaking onto your fist along with the blood and whatnot, and he's just screaming, Ah! My fucking eye! Ah! And like the... Can I try and snatch the keys? Uh, yes. Well, question. So one Mm. of your hands is on his wrist to hold him in place, and the other one is currently in his eye. 
mm-hmm. which are you letting go of to grab at something? By the way, you mm, got one I, action before the other guy probably runs over since there was a scream. I, I hate this <laughs> so much. I'm going to let go of his wrist. Okay. So you let go of his wrist, and he's just sh- he's just shaking uncontrollably, which just causes more of that eye jelly to leak out, and it's like soaking into the rope so you can feel it. It's on your skin. It's kind of, it's very warm. It's gross. Yeah, Dennis. Yeah, Dennis. It yeah. is Dennis. <laughs> you did it. I you know. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame me. You did it. I wasn't going to just be like, oh, you poke it. No, we're going into detail. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and you're pretty sure even if you pulled that nail slowly out of his eye, that he'd probably have tetanus or something because it's it's all the way in there and it's probably rust and all kinds of nasty shit on this nail. Um, so, yeah, so you, you reach for, and you the keys are in the lock. So, yeah, you can grab them and still have him his face impaled on this nail. So that's Sweet. That's what you're doing. Yeah. If they're in the lock, I'm going to try and pop it open. Okay. So, yeah, you can easily turn it. So, that'll be your turn. Uh, unless you also want to do a movement of some type. Like, push open the bar or something. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, you push open the door. At which point, that guard is making his way over. So, roll me initiative. Sweet. Okay. I, we're not using that dice anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Roll a one, and then I roll a four. I got a 13. You go first. Uh, I'm going to... Is there... So the door is between me and this guard that I just punched his eyeball out. Yes. Right? So basically, it's like you put the the, the bars in, in... He's on the other side of the bars, and then the guy's coming from the other direction as well. So you have like a little bit of a wall between you, I would say. Now, obviously, you could go around the door, but for right now, yeah. this is between you. Uh, I'm going to reach through and try and take the keys out. Okay. And if if you, if you I do, then I'm going to toss them to the guy who's standing. The guy who's... Oh, you mean the prisoner? Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, you, you, you could toss them. Okay. Anything else? Uh, you can move. No, I'm going to brace myself against that door. Okay. Uh, so you toss it to the other guy. Now the guard, let's see if he saw the keys fly through the air. He didn't. I can't stop rolling single digits. <laughs> Hooray. Rolled a two, so he didn't see shit. So he's just rushing towards you, club out. He's going to run around the corner of the door to try and get at you. Okay, that's better. Uh, he's definitely going to hit you with his billy club. Uh, and you are going to take an amount of damage. All right, so you feel him just hit you across the side of your face, and uh, your face hurts a lot in, like, one straight line of spot, I would say. Uh, It doesn't feel like he broke your jaw or anything, but it definitely hurt like hell uh, as he hit you across the head, and he's going to attack again and miss because I rolled a fucking three. Um, So, yeah, so he attacks you twice, and he's like, Get back in the cell! God damn it! Fucking Clint, I told you, you stupid son of a bitch! Clint uh, is going to shake uncontrollably yet again uh, with his turn, since he's kind of stunned, uh, which just causes more jelly to fall out onto your fingers and hands. And you feel it now. It's Now it's starting to, like, slink down your wrist a little bit, so now it's, it's going further and further down your hands, so you get more of his eye goop and some blood. It's like bloody clear jelly rolling down your 
hands and wrists. So yeah, so that's all Clint does. So then it's back around to you. Uh, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna pull the nail out. Okay. And I'm gonna turn to the new guard and I'm gonna punch him, give him two body shots. Okay. Roll me two attacks. Sweet. So plus strength, that is a sixteen. That will hit. Barely. And the next one is a is also a sixteen. They both hit. Just barely. Sweet. So this is going to be damage wise a D four plus strength. Okay. So the first one is a four, and the second one is a three. Okay. So, so seven. So you punch this guy uh, kind of like in the gut twice, just pop, pop, and uh, you definitely feel the nail puncture in past the clothing and the armor that he has on, and just goes right in his guts, and you can feel it. Um, it's like punching a watermelon with like a like the it's it kind of feels like that, like stabbing a watermelon a little bit, and so you hit him, pop, pop, and the guy goes ah each time and uh, you feel the blood rolling out on your hand your hand's very gross right now it's covered in all kinds of bodily fluids and uh, that's going on the other gentleman who you threw the keys to has finally unlocked his cell and quarterback throws the keys to the next cell and he misses horribly because he's very malnourished but he runs over and he's going to try and grapple that guard I would say Probably not going to go great because he's so malnourished. <laughs> he's going to try. Uh, he loses to the guard very badly. Uh, he, he puts his arms around him. He's like, yeah, it's going to get you. And the guard's just like, are you, is, somebody t- is there like a breeze hitting me right now? Like, what is happening? Uh, said guard will then be up. And said guard will attack you again with the billy club twice. Okay. Uh, I okay. I rolled the exact same two die <laughs> as I did the last time. So he's going to hit you with the club again. Hits you again this time in the shoulder with the club, and uh, it definitely hurt uh, your shoulder. It's very very sore right now, but you don't feel as though anything is broken. And uh, what's his face finally falls down and it just convulses on the ground since he's yeah uh, Clint. He's just <laughs> on the ground. Uh, it's back around to you. Okay. Uh, I'm going to... Can I... Mm, let's feel, see. I'm going to try and go for that billy club. You're feeling a little rattle in your pocket, by the way. Oh. Remember, one of them can be that... used in combat. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that rattle. And I stop going for the billy club instantly and dig my hand in my pocket. Okay. Which dice would you like to pull out? I'm going to pull them both. Okay. So the one dice is used when you go to attack. Um, mm-hmm. The other one is the random. So roll me a d12. I got a 10. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, suddenly an image goes into your mind, and you have to punch with the nail the right hand of the other prisoner. Like, you basically have to push... That guy out of the way and just punch that ally right in the hand with your nail. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I push the guard out of the way and I grab the other prisoner's hand and I'm like, after this, you get the fuck out. And I <laughs> punch him right in the hand. Okay. Uh, roll me a D4 damage. God, I hate that. It's, oh, three. Three. 
Uh, the guy starts screaming because you literally stab him in the hand with the nail. Uh, he's just like, why? Why would you do that? And all of a sudden, you feel a newfound sort of strength sort of fill you up. And now you really want to use your other attack on uh, the guardy guard. So if you want to roll your attack, the special die with it, you can. Uh, that d6 will have advantage, and so will your attack. Okay. That's good. <laughs> okay. So that's a 21. Hits. Oh, should I save my d6? Uh, yeah, no, I'm saving my D6. I might kill that guy. I might <laughs> kill the, the the prisoner. I don't want to do it. Well, you have advantage with it if you use it now because of the boon. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> yeah, thank God. Oh, my God. You rolled a one into something else? Yeah. Uh, three. Three. So you, you actually miss your attack. So you get Fuck. all pumped up. And just like, fuck you! And you go to hit this guard, and it feels as though this punch would liquefy this guard's head. And instead, you punch the bar directly behind him, the joint behind him. The nail that you had is obliterated, but you punch a giant dent in the bars of the wall, and you notice that the bars, it sort of reverberates through the bars, and the wall itself cracks and some of the rock falls down a little bit. So yeah, you hit that fucking wall really, really hard. Um, and it looks like there's like a basketball-sized hole in the wall, along the wall, that's just sort of opened up. It's been cracked because of this. So yeah, Sweet. so then it'll be your uh, your buddy's turn, who, let's see, what will he do? He's very confused. I threw a roll in that 20. Okay, so he's just going to be like, you and I are going to have words about this afterwards, but goddamn. Yes, sir, I completely understand. I'm sorry. Uh, he misses his first attack, and then he uh, decides to punch the guard with the other attack, which he deals a, a little bit of damage. He doesn't have any weapons, so he just he just punches him. Uh, the guard will be up and is going to try and attack you with the... He's a little alarmed at the strength that you just uh, showed by punching the, uh, uh, like, the bar. What's your AC? I guess I have it written down. Uh, oh, shit. I got... I got... Well, it doesn't matter. Uh, 13, I think. Okay. So, yeah, both hits... Both both will hit you. Yeah. All right. So, it feels like this time... So, he's, he's hitting you in the back with the club. You definitely feel as though, like, your shoulder blade is cracked a little bit. Like, this is starting to hurt a little bit. You cough up a little bit of blood. Uh, it's not... You're not feeling great. You're not... You just don't feel very good right now. And it's your turn again. I'm gonna unwrap the rope... Okay. ...from my wrist okay. and... ...put it... Try and grapple him with it around the neck. Okay. Uh, this will be less of a... Uh, let's roll attack first. Okay. Since you're basically trying to grow him. That's a 19. Okay. That will hit. So you manage to quickly wrap the rope around his neck. So now give me a grapple check to see if uh, you can outstrength him to, to strangle him. <laughs> okay. Probably. It's a 15. Uh, yes. So you have wrapped the rope around his neck and you're 
hold it tight. And he's reaching, he's clawing at it, and he's he's dropped the billy club. It bounces on the ground with a cling, cling, cling. And he's just uh, roll. Now, do you just want to slowly try and choke him out, or do you want to try and do something quick to him? How would you like to proceed? Mm. I don't. I don't. Mm. I will say, if you go the slow route, he will then have a chance every round to get out of it. Whereas if you do something quick, he could get out if you fuck it up, or you insta kill him. Okay. Yeah. Then I'm gonna I'm gonna try and do it quick. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna sort of brace my feet against the bars and sort of curl myself in and do a little shimmy, like a little shake, and try and <laughs> okay. crack his neck. <laughs> Roll me a strength check. Okay. It's a 17. Uh, with a 17, so yeah, you, you, sh- you, you put your feet up against the bars and like they're they're vertically on the bars and you're starting to shimmy up the bars and the guard is... He's not really paying attention to what you're doing so much because he's more distracted with the fact that he's being choked to death. You get about a foot, maybe two feet up off the ground, and then you just tuck your knees in and pull down hard, and you feel the neck just snap as you hit the ground, and his head jerks forward, and uh, the body just goes limp immediately. And so, yeah. And then the guy, he's huffing and puffing, the other guy, the inmate. He's just like, why the fuck did you punch my hand with a nail? I had to do it. I had to you do to, it. What do you mean you, you ever have things that it? you just have to do? You have to do them, and I had to do it. You're a crazy person. Yes. God damn it. And so he picks up the keys that he tried to throw, and he's letting each person out. He's like, well, now what do we do? Um, Can I investigate the hole in the wall while he's letting people out? Sure. You also feel as though the, the dice is... Jingling in your pocket again. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, but you can investigate the whole. Uh, roll me a perception check. I got an at twenty on that roll. Okay. So you get close to the hole, and it feels as though there's a strong breeze that blows through this hole. It's got a very musty smell to it. Uh, almost gives you an eerie feeling. The hair on the back of your neck starts to stand up. But uh, as you approach the hole and look in, it looks as though. Uh, it's a staircase. So it appears as though this wall was sealed up at some point. And it looks like it's a spiraling staircase that goes down. Does it look like there's any way for me to break de- the hole a little bit more and get in there? Um, there is, so you, I mean, if you get some weapons, maybe you could... It, the stone is pretty thick. It's about like a, a foot. Um, mm-hmm. So... You can either try and strength it. It's going to be a very high roll because it's stone. Um, you could try and get some weapons, though you, you're not going to have an infinite amount of time because eventually more guards are going to show up. Um, you also don't want to make a ton of noise because, again, guards are going to show up. So, Okay. So, yeah. That dice uh, just keeps on jangling oh, in your pocket. Sure. I'll pull it out. Okay. And it's just, it's really hot in your hand. Like, Ooh. it's its its just like, it's giving you a little, come and roll me, come and roll me, come and roll me, come and roll me. 
and it's just it's literally just vibrating in your hand and it feels like it's almost burning a hole in your in your palm because it's so hot I think Felita's just gonna stare at it for a second okay and feel that burn mm-hmm. and then just tip her hand okay roll me d12 five so the dice hits the ground and it's like a it's like someone took a sledgehammer and hit the ground, and then it bounces perfectly back up and into your hand, and it lands on the five. Roll me a d6. Four. Okay. Uh, all of a sudden, you get this impulse to run headlong into the wall that's across from the entrance to the cells. Like, as fast as you can, do not block it. Just run as fast and as hard as you can into the wall. Like the when you were brought in originally... There's like that little T intersection. You're just supposed to run mm-hmm. right into that fucking wall. Face first. All right. Uh, she, she's going to just immediately take off. And as she's running, she's going to get get the fuck out the way. And the guy's like, what the fuck is happening? Uh, roll me a con check to make sure that you don't try and like block or guard mm-hmm. damage. Mm-hmm. Fifteen on the die plus four, nineteen. Okay. Uh, what's your strength modifier? Plus two. Plus two. Okay. Roll me a d four plus two. Six. Okay. You run just face first into this wall, and it hurts like hell. You definitely have broken your nose. It's definitely turned in a direction that it doesn't normally. Uh, you can feel the warmth of blood rolling down over your lips because you've you've broken your fucking nose and you feel like you're in even worse shape than you were previously even your chest and everything is sore because you ran into this so hard and the you feel as though your one pocket's kind of full your opposite pocket from where the dice normally lives okay uh i'm gonna reach into that pocket it's it feels like it's stuffed and you pull out these this set of gloves that had disappeared previously, um, and they are very, very bulky. What is your strength score again, your total? Uh, 14. 14, okay. You feel as though, you feel like this little snicker, this little hee <laughs> on the wind, and you feel a little bulkier. Your strength score is now 16. Oh. Permanently. Cool. And, uh... You can now put on the gloves. Now, these gloves are very heavy-duty. You know, they got a little... So they're made of uh, some type of leather, you're guessing, though you're not sure what creature they hail from. And the inside of the gloves is a very nice, soft kind of, like, fur. And there are straps around the wrist so that you can keep them on your, your wrist or whatever. But the palms themselves look like they're just the heaviest duty of gloves. And you just feel strong when you're wearing these suckers. So, yes, you now have your giant kind gloves back. And if you recall, giant kind gloves make you uh, basically pick up rocks and throw them as a 2d6 weapon. And it also gives you advantage on uh, strength checks. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I'm writing it down. Sweet. So, yeah, any, okay. like, softball-sized piece of rock that you can find, you can throw it as a thrown weapon and it deals 2d6 plus your strength damage. As a ranged attack. Cool, 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 cool. Um, are there any such rocks? 
uh, there are some rocks that fell out of the wall. Yeah, I'm going to grab those rocks. Okay, you do. You palm it. Uh, as you palm the rock, it almost feels like it cracks and reshapes into a more manageable ball of death that you just created, like a cannonball almost. It's not perfectly smooth or anything like that, but it's definitely better than the chunk of rock that it was before. Ooh. Yes. Do I hear... I'm, I'm going to listen and see if I hear anybody coming down the stairs. Oh, you mean from... Or, or into the... Into the the cell room. No, not yet. It's only been about a minute, so your guess is you probably have about 5, 10, 15 minutes before somebody else is going to show up. Okay. Meanwhile, the uh, other prisoner has released the few other people, though they're all very emaciated and weak, and they're just like, all right, well, what do we do now? Y'all know a way to get out of here? Uh, Yeah, the way you came in. That, That's it? That's it. It's the only way in or out. Fuck. What about the torture room? There's no exit in it. I would assume there's no exit. Yeah. That was a pretty dumb question, actually, come to think of it, because if you're torturing somebody, you don't really want them to get out. Now, Felia, you know there's another exit, because you just saw it. Yeah. yeah. But they don't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Do any of them look pretty small? Uh, They're all very small, because, of the, you know, <laughs> they're mm-hmm. all emaciated. That's the very mm-hmm. skinny. I'm gonna cast. Ooh shit! I'm gonna cast Beacon of Hope on oh. all the prisoners. What's that do? Uh, it bestows hope and vitality. So I choose the any number of them within range, and for the duration, they each have advantage on Wisdom saving throws and Death saving throws, and regains the maximum number of hit points from any healing. Okay. They feel. They definitely feel better about themselves. They're like, you know what? We can survive this. We can make it, guys. We just have to have hope and in, and, a, and, a, and a can-do attitude. Yeah. How what? Do they look like they need some healing? Uh, I mean, you look like you need some healing. Yeah. But they probably could use some type of healing. They're, they're more weak than anything else. They're, it's like their max hit points have diminished over time. Oh, shit. Okay. Less so that they have wounds. I mean, they do have some wounds, but like... You would guess that they're just weak from lack of nourishment. Okay. All right. All right. Lack of nourishment, you say? Mm-hmm. That's interesting that you should say that. Because I... Where is it? I am going to... <laughs> this is stupid. I'm going to cast Create Food and Water. Okay. All of a sudden, a feast appears in the cell. <laughs> and bowls of water. Clean water. Uh, to which they're like, oh, our savior. And they just start gorging themselves on all this. Hey, go water. slow. You're going to make yourself throw up. Come on now. I Be don't sensible. Know. I don't know the next time I'm, if I'm ever going to eat food like this again. If we can get out of here, you can eat. We haven't heard a plan yet. We're going to try and go through my hole. What? Excuse, excuse and, me. And I'm going to throw one of those rocks at the wall. Near the hole, okay, and try and try and break a bigger piece, try and okay. get a bigger hole. Uh, roll an attack. Let's, let's see, that's a fifteen on the die. So eighteen. Yeah, it's gonna hit. So two d six plus your strength. Uh, nine. Okay, so oh, oh, for, yeah, okay, right, yeah. I forgot yeah. my modifier went up. So 
you throw this rock. It hits the wall, and the wall shatters. Uh, and the rocks explode inward. And you can hear them down the steps. Sweet. And they're like, well, we should... Oh, shit, there's, there's stairs down here? We should we should go down the stairs. That's that's what I think, too. But if y'all don't... If you don't want to, you ain't got to. They fucking, they're already down. They're already down the stairs. Sweet. They're just fucking going. Just, just taking off. Mouthful of food. <laughs> yeah. Taking off down the stairs. Are you also going down the stairs? Uh, I'm going to listen for a second and see if any of them get killed by a trap. It doesn't sound like any of them are getting killed by a trap. Though they are w- okay. going down the stairs very, very slowly because they can't see anything because it's pitch black down there. Oh, um, okay. And you hear like this, when I say howling, I mean more like wind, less like wolf. Like there's just this air current moving up the stairs towards you. And you just keep getting hit with this stale air. It just smells like uh, a mausoleum. Like stale okay. death. But yeah, so that hits you as you... Uh, are you are you going down the stairs? Yeah. Okay. So uh, you start in down the stairs, and you hear this, and you you turn around and look, and the wall is repairing itself, and all the rocks oh, no. go back into place, and then torches on the wall light up with this bluish greenish light. And they light the entire way. And this staircase is winding and turning downwards. And you go down the stairs for what feels like hours. You just keep going down and down and down. This has to be hundreds, if not thousands of feet at this point. Your legs are starting to get tired because you've been doing this for so damn long. But eventually, you make your way down the stairs and... It opens. It, it, it seems like you are in a uh, an antechamber of sorts, and there's like a an archway that's open, and you can kind of see what's out there, but you can't really see too too well from back where the stairs are. So if you the the people who have come down with you, they're like scared shitless, and they're all hanging back towards the stairs, kind of cowering at this point. Okay. Um. I'm going to listen and see if I hear anything that sounds scary. And then if I don't, I'm just going to walk forward. Okay. Roll me perception. Of course. That's when you fuck me. Oh, that's not too bad. It's an 11. Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. <laughs> I'd fuck me. <laughs> uh, so with an 11, it's just average. Uh, you just keep hearing this wailing, howling noise of wind. Um, you don't hear anything else. It's very, everything is very echoey. Um, so you move forward, and when you exit, or at least get close to the end of the antechamber, you notice that this opens up into a gigantic open cavern of sorts. But it's not really a cavern. It looks like this is a very, very detailed city. This is an what appears to be an abandoned city of some sort. The architecture is unlike anything you've ever seen. It's very gothic in style, you would say. And... There are castle structures along the walls built up, and you see walkways and passageways and things like that all jutting through uh, the middle area, and it looks like it stretches down even further. And as you look down, you notice that sconces keep lighting, so this entire city is slowly lighting up. And as it lights up, you get to see more and more of this whole thing. And it just it looks like it's in a completely abandoned and derelict city 
But you notice as the lights keep going and going and going and you can see further and further and further, eventually you notice this giant swirling ball of uh, what appears to be energy. And it's encased in almost like a gyrosphere of sorts. You can see through it. It's not moving or anything like that. And the sphere looks like it has chains uh, going off of it. Six chains, but you, you can't really make out a whole lot of other details than that. But you would guess uh, the, the size of this thing is probably like one or two of your the cities that you've seen like above ground. Like just the sphere itself. This thing is fucking big. The size of the city itself is bigger than anything you've ever seen before. Like it, it dwarfs anything above ground that you've ever been to. Like it's not even close. This thing is seems way more advanced seems way bigger you're not sure you do see all over the place skeletons just skeletons fucking everywhere you also see a lot of rats there are a bunch of rats running around but other than that you don't see anything uh and you do hear a noise finally uh off to your left there's a walkway and you hear this sound and are you going to follow it, or are you going to do something else? Does it look like there's any other way? There are other walkways. You could go otherwise. You don't have to follow this. All out. right. I hate it when you fucking do this, Dennis. You know that I'm curious as shit. Oh, you can't oh, see I'm me. F- Sorry, I forgot you can't see me. I'm just smiling. Yeah, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't see you, you son of a bitch. I'm going to... I don't want to... I don't... I, Jenna doesn't wanna. <laughs> Felita's like, what's that? Yeah, yeah. She's gonna go look. Okay. <gasps> so as you make your way in that direction, you notice that the sconces keep... It's like rails almost on this walkway. The, the walkway's all made of stone, but the railways... Or the rails, I should say, are made of metal. And there's sconces, and that bluish-greenish light keeps lighting up. And as they go, you notice that uh, what illuminates is a... It looks like some sort of temple, and it looks like the winged figure, figure of death is just all plastered over this temple. And uh, the doorway itself is just made of skulls, and uh, there are carvings in a language that you do not recognize all over the sides of this thing. Lots of skeletons on the outside of this thing just laying around. But the door is cracked open, it looks like, and you see a pale light... That's not the bluish-greenish light of the torches. That's sort of seeping out from underneath the doorway, stretching out a little bit. And you're pretty sure that's where that whoop whoop noise is coming from. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you go over, mm-hmm. and you... This door's heavy as fuck, but you pull it open. It <laughs> slides open. And it is definitely a temple, because there are almost, uh, you would guess they're pews of some sort, but there are just piles of skeletons everywhere. But also it looks like something was in here because there are gouges out of the walls, pillars, uh, the floor. It doesn't look like scratches necessarily, but just it's just gouged out in certain places, and the skeletons are not all whole. Some of them are ripped apart. Um, 
And so when you go in here, you get you have your pews in the middle, and then there are the pillars on the side, and there are also all these different sculptures and depictions of death along the sides. Some of the skeleton or the skeletons, some of the statues appear to have been broken and shattered or gouged as well. And then at the end, you see this gigantic statue of death. And under it is an archway, and this swirling, uh, it's like a grayish, whitish, sort of like a milky blue light. It's like rippling around, and you notice all of a sudden just blech, these four, yeah, four individuals just fall out of it. And as these individuals fall out of this thing, whatever it is, it's like they were birthed out of it. That is what we're going to call it. So thanks for tuning in. Check us out next time. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, TikTok, Reddit, and Twitch at Botch Podcast. This episode of Botch was brought to you by the Patreon producers, the OG Lone Ranger, Big Jim, The Nuck, Lord Chronic, Skinner, B-Mal, Shanda Panda, Disgruntled Furniture, Chris Wisdom, Lost Limey, Scabby Goose, Zucari, and Old Swabam. You want to support the show? You can go to many doof- doofuses. Many doofuses. Over at freedomvalleyhorsebase.com, dickblood.me, dickblood.club, cornhub.icu, sexwithwookies.com, pigrickets.com, mookmulk.com, buythesviagra.com, louisianapocketgopher.com, damnyoudennis.com, birdswithpenises.com, or simply patreon.com slash botch podcast like our newest patron oh swamp thanks for upping your pledge can't support us financially but still really want to help the show out and help us get more advertisers and more things the best thing you can do is head to apple podcast and leave us a five-star review look guys we've been saying it since day one i know there's a few of you out there it takes five minutes to even reset your apple podcast password and it helps the show immensely you know since we spend so much fucking time on the show for you that you get i don't know for free the best way to repay the show is to get off your lazy fucking ass change your password and leave us a five-star review on itunes and chonky will read it out on the show Thank you to Gozer for our intro and outro music. More of them all over the internet at Gozer underscore music or on Spotify, where their album is dropping in a couple weeks. Thank you to Swan for album art. You can find her all over the internet at a swan named Emily. You want to send something to the studio? You can do so over at P.O. Box 3178, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, 17325, and we will open it up here on stream we salute you, Big Jim. You are this episode's most wanted. And as always, <laughs> when you travel a thousand miles to record a podcast with the boys and you're not even in this one, screen botched and we'll suck you. We'll see you next week, nerds.
You can support each of us in our own little different ways. My first comic book has come out, and if you'd like to purchase it, you can head on over to www.hiveheadstudios.com, where you can even download a free sample of the book to see if it's something, you know, up your alley. Uh, you can also support me over at patreon.com slash hiveheadstudios. You can support Steve's stuff over at YouTube or TikTok or any of his other social media at he who is Steve. You can support Phil on Patreon or Twitch at Imaginary Nomad. You can support Jen by checking out her other podcasts like Horse Girls and all your podcatchers. You can also check her out on social media or Twitch at Jenna Chill, chill with one L. And you can check out Chonky every so often on Twitch at Chonky underscore Kong. I'm Laundry Steve. I'm Laundromat Steve. I'm out of dry sheets. <laughs> Laundromat Steve. I'll suck your dick while your clothes dry. <laughs> Give me a package. Just for a couple quarters. Put right. quarters in my ass. <laughs> my blankets aren't quite dry yet. Let me suck and your some dick. fabric softener. <laughs> I make it out of my own cum. No. It's about the same consistency as detergent. Same mm. color, too. Cum, cum. But I'm detergent cum and steam. <laughs> Tide's my favorite. It burns every time. It only takes me two days to fill up one of them caps. <laughs> <laughs> Hope it doesn't That's dry out. That's a hell of a refractory period. <laughs>